Hello and welcome to Show and Tell, the podcast series from the RPG Academy, where we bring on a guest and we talk about something cool. Today's guest is Mike Mortellan Bridges, and the something cool is his blog, Gray Hawkery. Mike, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. We are glad to have you. Now, you are somewhat internet famous, I understand, <laughs> not just for your blog, but for a long time you were part of the Gamer Stable podcast, right? Yes, we did that for several years. Uh, it was a very big ensemble cast, I guess you could say. My uh, niche within that group was uh, D&D-related topics, specifically Greyhawk. Beyond that, outside of Gamers Table, I'm also somewhat known for my artwork. Very cool. So I'll confess to you, because I haven't had the courage to confess to Eric yet, because you guys had such a huge cast, Mm -hmm. but by the time I I knew about you, you guys were already like 200 episodes deep. Right. I thought the name of your show was Gamer Stable. Because Stable, right. you had so many people rather than yeah. Gamer's Table. Well, if you uh, ever uh, uh, go on Twitter, find me on Twitter, uh, my uh, handle there is quite specifically uh, capitalized Gamer's Table. Because I, yeah, I got tired of that confusion you know, early on. So, so I wasn't the only one then. I don't know. I think uh, it, there's a long story behind that, but uh, yeah, we could have probably gone about it differently. Well, you know, uh, hindsight 2020 and all that. Um, so, so you and I met basically through Eric. Um, Eric again was part of Gamer Stable for a long time. He now does openly gamer mm-hmm. theater, which is a part of the RPG Academy network. He's also involved in another I think It's called trench monkey or trench yeah, monkey, the military like a, podcast. Yep. Yeah. So he's he's involved with that as well. And he suggested that we take a look at your blog. So I did a little research. And yeah, Gray Hawkery, how long have you been working on well, this? Uh, I don't have the exact dating on it. I think I want to say five or six years. Um, I think I was doing it before the podcast, actually. And I really wish I had been doing it longer than that. What it sprung from was I was doing a weekly comic strip. And I'd uh, done that for several years. And then... I like transitioned out of doing comic strips to the Greyhawk themed blog. And I wish I had done both at the same time, you see, because there's like a synergy there. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've, again, anyone who's listened to the show for a long time has already somewhat familiar with my story. Started gaming, I think, around 12. I <laughs> could be, could have been early as 10, might have been as late as 14, but somewhere in there. I uh, started playing with the Mincer Redbox right. edition. Yep. And then I quickly went to first edition and then quickly went to second right. edition. In fact, we may even went to second edition and then went back to first edition. I don't exactly know. Uh, but I've been gaming ever since. But I've almost always created my own worlds. Just, I mean, it's just mm. that's the way it's worked for me. So even though I've gamed this long, I'm very ignorant of, of Greyhawk and the Forgotten Realms and the established settings. If I remember correctly, some of the more famous D&D themed spells like Big oh, Beast, Forceful Van, and Tensor's Floating Disc, and Melf's Arrow, those all come from characters that, w- that were in the Greyhawk world. Is that right? Correct. Um, if I really want to take you back, so like Gary Gygax obviously you know, started D&D and all that, and Greyhawk is his campaign world, which they made into a published thing. Uh, and so he would lace all of his rule books with these NPCs and spells and things, magic items. And that's kind of one of the things that hooked me in was I wanted to know more about these characters that were mentioned in the books. 
And then when I got my first Greyhawk box set, they had these maps that were unlike any other maps, you know, that you've ever seen to this day. And so I'm one of these people that, you know, I just very curious. So I'm constantly uh, researching more and then, you know, and so anything Greyhawk related, I would buy. And then, you know, when the internet come around, then anything Greyhawk related, I'm searching for. And then, you know, then you start looking for other Greyhawk fans and, you know, it just kind of snowballs really. So for someone like me, who mm-hmm. who is somewhat ignorant, even though Grey, Greyhawk is, you know, it was a ground zero for the creation of, of D&D, right. and some would say RPGs as a whole because of that. Mm-hmm. Walk me through it. What is, first of all, what is Greyhawk? Uh-huh. And then secondly, why are you so, what is it about the Greyhawk setting that it's attracted you to the point that you've dedicated all this time and energy into chronicling it and talking about it? All right. Greyhawk is... At its uh, essence, it's just a generic game world. There is no real difference between Greyhawk, let's say, in the Forgotten Realms, or Lord of, you know, Middle Earth, or Lord of the Rings. Uh, it's just a world of tropes, uh, your general medieval fantasy uh, setting. So, whatever you your uh, entry was to it, for me, it would have been something like The Hobbit or something that hooked me along. You know, it has halflings, for instance, and orcs. So anyhow, Greyhawk is very much a kitchen sink setting, I guess you could say. That, you know, it never really specializes in one thing. You know, you want Vikings. Well, there's a Viking culture. You want, you know, uh, some kind of Arabic thing. You know, they got that. Or if you just want knights, plenty of, you know, kingdoms. So it's always had this, these analogous cultures to it that makes it really easy to run. And then um, on top of that, Gygax always, back in the day, he always experimented with uh, cross genres. So Greyhawk is also a weird fantasy setting. So you'll find things like crash spaceships with aliens and robots, or you might have uh, characters like the demigod Merlin, who has traveled to an Old West setting and has you know, brings back six shooters. So you never know what you're going to find in the setting if you dig deep enough. So it it sounds, and I, I don't want to be insulting, but it sounds yeah. like when I'm making up my own world and I just create whatever I need at the moment without thinking about right. how it fits into everything. It's like, oh, I have a cool idea for like a Arabian Nights adventure. So I guess there's an Arabian Nights culture like across the mountain or something. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And friend realms follow that pattern, really. You just start with... You know, anything world building related. You start with a, you know, your your main region, and you just build out from there as you need, right? Now, as to what attracted me to it, and then you know, the larger community is, like I was saying before, you know, I really like maps. I'm very curious. I I got really attached to other people in the community when I found out about you know not just my own game group, but you know, I really branched out, especially when we started doing like conventions. You know, you start networking. And then the other thing that struck me was when Greyhawk kind of went out of publication, which it's done more than once, it's currently now out of publication, I kind of took it upon myself to be almost like a custodian of Greyhawk knowledge. So I've joined sites like canonfire.com, which is a community of, it's a fan site of, you know, writers and 
artists. And then, of course, there's my own blog, Greyhawkery, which is more or less it's it's inter, uh, for entertainment purposes. It's for education purposes of Greyhawk. So anything from articles I've written or comics, it's all goes toward just keeping the awareness of Greyhawk alive. Because right now, as these new generations come along, you know, now I'm slipping into old man mode. <laughs> well, but I mean, but let's be fair. I'm I'm as involved in the community as as I'm able to. Right. Greyhawk never comes up. I, you hear about Forgotten Realms right. all the time, especially now with Dean's right. Guild and 5th right. Edition kind of set yeah. there as a default. I'm a big fan of Eberron, you know, and there's people, yeah, who, yeah, I like people who want Dark Sun. People are talking about mm-hmm. the Al-Kazim, is it Al-Kazim, Al-Kazim? Al-Kadim. Al-Kadim. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard nobody saying, hey, let's bring back Greyhawk. Well, I could rant on that if you want. <laughs> well, let's don't rant, but let's touch on it. All right. Uh, I'd say... At the shortest answer I can give is it's a financial decision. Wizards of the Coast knows Forgotten Realms makes money, so they'll keep, you know, focusing on that. Rightly so. And back in the second edition era, they did all those settings you just mentioned. Uh, Eberron came later, of course, but, you know, they tried to cater to all the fans of all these different game worlds at the same time, and thus none of them really did well, except. I guess one, and that one won out. Uh, the other thing that also helped happen was Guy Gax was forced out of the company. Now, he had obviously stayed along with D&D. Greyhawk might have kept getting you know, pushed. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting story, which I don't think we need to touch on it here. But no, anyone who is no. a fan of history and of startup companies, there was some very truly interesting things that happened with that company and people power shifts and buyouts. And uh, I think it, there is a book out there that chronicles that, isn't there? Right. I can't think yeah, of it me. right now. It was on the top of my tongue when I started that, that sentence and now it's gone. Uh, if I can find it, I'll throw it in the show notes. I'm not a big fan of that kind of the history of the game. I leave that to other people. Sure. Uh, and I'm also not a Gygax fanatic. You know, when he left the company and started his own games and new game worlds, I didn't go with that. I stayed with Greyhawk through whoever was in charge of it. Yeah, you know, I think um, it's hard. To say. It's, it's sort of I think of Guy Gax in Arneson, the guy who created Batman, or who gets oh Bob, Bob Kane, Kane and, mostly, and Bill Finger, right? But Bill Finger for years was sort of second fiddle, maybe you mention as an add-on, uh, and right. then you know now people start talking about really Bill Finger did a lot. You know, just like also Stanley and Jack Kirby. Stanley gets all the credit mm-hmm. in the world for creating all these heroes, but most of the time he would say, uh, they fought something cool, and then Jack Kirby would draw it, and that's what would become right. a thing. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I think Arneson gets a little bit of the short stick in some circles, but that's not to say Gygax did not do a lot for the hobby and for the creation of D&D. Right, yeah. The uh, Greyhawk, published Greyhawk, is definitely owes a lot to Arneson also. Uh, Arneson is best known for his Blackmore campaign, and the world of Greyhawk has part of that in it. So his his footprint on the setting is huge. So, again, and, and not, to, not to try to put one above the other, but just for the sake of contrast, what's the difference between Greyhawk and Forgotten Realms? Like, why would you want to play in Greyhawk instead of Forgotten Realms? Yeah, that's always a tricky one. Let's see. I've heard people say that Forgotten Realms is high magic compared to Greyhawk, which is false. Because we already mentioned before, all the biggest 
name magic items and spells that you can think of in D&D are Greyhawk origin. So Greyhawk's not low magic. So I can't really make that distinction. They have all the other, you know, they have the same things, you know, all the same monsters and, you know, evil gods. And, you know, it, it's really hard to differentiate between the two. I would, if I, so I, I always have to scratch a little deeper. I think Greyhawk is, and this might come back all, around to the beginning of your uh, topic also, Greyhawk is more known for the its adventures. Uh, and you need to look no further than the last book that Wizards of the Coast put out, Tales from the Yawning Portal. In that, and I bought it, it's a great book, don't get me wrong, but its cover re refers to Grand Realms. But content-wise, I think something like five out of the seven or eight adventures in there are Greyhawk adventures. Two Mahors, like Blue Mountain, and so on. So Greyhawk has always been rich in adventures. And so if I had, you know, asked you or someone, name me a classic Forgotten Realms adventure, you know, I, I would think most people might say Undermountain, which is a mega dungeon, but after that, they don't, I don't think they really have any classic adventures. They have a lot of novels, but Greyhawk has a beat on uh, just straight up modules and adventures. If you were to ask me to name some of the classic modules, I wouldn't have known to put them in one category or the other, but White Plume Mountain probably would have been the first one that comes to mind, Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. Uh, there's another one I can't remember. It's probably yeah. the one you mentioned. It's where they they go down and they find the spaceship and there's robots in there. I don't remember the name That's of it. That's right. Expedition to the Barry okay, Yep. And then there's like yeah, Cavern yeah. of the damned or something. The lost lost caverns of Sajkin. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. Yeah, I knew it's, it's a big word yes. I couldn't pronounce. So yeah, so so yeah, so all the ones that I'm passingly familiar with, just from my right. experience, apparently came from Greyhawk. I didn't know that, but that's just those are the ones that I'm familiar right. with. Right. Right. And so that's where they got a beat. And you know and that's where part of my rant comes in is Wizard of the Coast knows Greyhawk is good because they keep picking the adventures, keep picking the characters from it. Their last big event that they announced earlier this month for the stream of Annihilation is Tomb of Horrors related, which is fine. It's all fine dandy. You know, their main lich villain for this thing is a Greyhawk lich. But, uh, you know, that's fine. Greyhawk's borrowed, you know, many times. Of course. And now to make money, they are taking from Greyhawk to add to Forgotten Realms, which apparently is has a, a dearth of uh, ideas. All right. So, again, your website is greyhawkery.blogspot.com, and that is where people can go and find uh, your articles. Now, um, so well, let me take a step back. So I, I met you through the Internet and through Eric, mm -hmm. and, you know, you're very prominent. Your, your kind of online name is Mortellan. I'm right. assuming that comes from Rayhawk. So what, where does that come from? Okay, no, Mortellan's actually a character, uh, a elven wizard, uh, that character that belonged to one of our friends named Brian, who passed away oh, okay. several years ago, and he was the reason why we started our podcast, because we didn't realize that we, uh, as the story goes, we realized we didn't have any recorded memory of him, you know, no videos or audio or nothing, barely any photos. Right. And uh, so, you know, we started... At first, it wasn't like a full-blown 
you know, organized podcast. It was more like we were almost like an actual play, I think. And then we got more topical and sophisticated as, you know, <laughs> we went along. But yeah, more telling. Anyhow, it's a callback to uh, Brian's character from my Greyhawk campaign. Well, thank, I apologize that I didn't know that going in, but thank you for sharing. No, it's a really cool, it's a cool question. Yeah. Uh, so if someone goes to your website, they go to Greyhawk Reg, and there'll be a cop, a link in the show notes. What sort of stuff am I going to find there? Well, I, uh, I try to keep a posting uh, schedule of like every three days. You know, I, there's just, you know, it's Greyhawk, so there's not a whole lot to talk about these days. I, I really create a lot of my own content. But you'll find news. Like, you know, I just had this big old spiel about Yawning Portal. I did plenty of write-ups on, you know, D&D products. Even if they're forgotten own based, I, I will always try to find something for the Greyhawk fan to, you know, lean on, uh, take notice. So I do news. Uh, I have my own original content, like I said, articles and comics. Uh, I sometimes would do campaign reports. Uh, from our, my own game groups when, you know, I have the uh, energy for it. Those things can be kind of yeah, daunting to write There's out. a reason why we do an audio podcast, because it is so much easier to tell you than to right. write it down in a way that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, every day it's something different. You know, uh, the other day I just, I was digging around through myself and I found an old TSR catalog from like 1993 or 94 and I just like posted pictures of it and commented on it and so it's just a lot of random nostalgia is pretty much the one word I would use it's nostalgia so you had mentioned earlier uh, that Greyhawk was you know fairly well known for all the classic adventures that came out of there do, do you touch on those do you have reviews do you you know break down certain uh, pieces and parts of those I haven't done I'm not really a review person per se I yeah you know, that's probably a good idea I could go back to some of these old modules and maybe highlight them a lot of what I did with my old comic strips was I would do a subject you know I make some joke on something but then with it in the notes at the bottom I would uh, give all these links and histories and I would explain the joke you know or you know in, in a way uh, to provide some information, but you know, I never really like to do reviews because then you go, oh, I give this, you know, three stars or whatever. You know, I don't do dry reviews. I want to. You could do like Bigsby's, you know, like like the different levels. Uh, yeah. What is it? Is like halting hand and squeezing hand. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I could do different Bigsby. Yeah, levels. Bigsby's. Yeah, I, yeah, I would want to make it, you know, entertaining, fun. Right. Uh, like one of the things I do is I have a poll on the front page, and I just will throw out some corny, I you know, thing like. You know, who would win, you know, in a war between these five countries? And then, you know, after I get the poll results, then I'll write up why these, you know, they would win. So I also like to be interactive with what little things I still have. <laughs> hey, as long as one person's reading, buddy. That's right. <laughs> so you mentioned several times about your comic strip. Is it still active or is that kind of died off? Uh, the comic strip is kind of in limbo right now. The uh, place I was hosting it is kind of had shut down because uh, at the time, way back in the day, I was uh, doing this with like HTML and my uh, the site I was using got corrupted. So anytime people would open up my comics, then it would go haywire. So I've been trying to figure out a way to repackage these comics in a way... Uh, 
in a different way. Okay. And it's just a lot of work. I haven't got around to it. So if somebody wanted to go right now, there's, is there anywhere to see it or no? Uh, I don't have the, the comic strips, but I do have another comic I can refer sure. to that I'm currently doing. This is a uh, comic is called Castle Greyhawk. And it's not a strip so much as it's a, a graphic novel, a serialized graphic novel. Uh, and this has its own dedicated blog. This one will be all one word, castlegreyhawk.blogspot.com. And I'm doing this with a author up from up in Chicago named Scott Casper. And we've been doing this for a few years now. And the premise behind this is it's obviously set in the world Greyhawk. And Scott's the writer. I'm the artist. And he's wrote this fictionalized story that's based on, I guess, Gygax's original game group of characters. So you'll have these noteworthy names like Tenzer and Morgan Kanan. And uh, it's been pretty interesting, and it's not cartoony like I used to do. It's a little more comic booky, I guess you could call okay. it. Okay. So that's still active. That's going okay. it, right now. Was it, is it more like humorous, or is it like dramatic, a little bit of both? It's more dramatic, you know, with a little bit of humor tinged in there. I, I would liken it to the sun, like a, a Sunday comic strip. Because we only really put it out once every two weeks. I think it's a real slow release. Gotcha. But it's like one page at a time. And uh, that's why I say it's like serialized. But, you know, one of these days, if I ever uh, put it together into like a, like one big PDF story, it, I think we're we're easily over 100, maybe close to 150 pages of this. Oh, yeah. So it's getting pretty uh, uh, weighty. So if somebody is inexperienced about Greyhawk, like okay. I am, and they go to your website, where would you suggest they start? Just roll back to when you started, or is there a particular Ooh. set of articles It's like a primer for Greyhawk? I do have links at the top, with uh, which I haven't really been keeping up on, as you mentioned. I used to have links to my comics, which, I, like I said, half of those links are kind of dead right now. But I used to like handpick the best of my stuff. I do have, and I also have some links to the best of Grey Hawkery, which I need to update too. What else do I have? Oh, and then I have links to my articles that go back to the Cannon Fire website. Um, without getting in long-winded on that, I, uh, I'm always, you know, trying to create content. So for longest time, you know, I was uh, writing articles on different countries and creatures or NPCs and the world of original stuff. And I got a pretty big following from doing that. Uh, but I haven't wrote anything for Canfer for quite a while now, but I'm still like a moderator there. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I, uh, when we go, when we would go to Gen Con, um, we'd be going as gamers table, but I was always kind of going as cannon fire okay. at the time. I was representing cannon fire at the same time. So yeah, for new people, uh, I would just hit the front page and just randomly, there's no rhyme or reason to it, just randomly start picking articles because there's bound to be something in there that's just goofy or interesting. Yeah, I couldn't pick one place to start. Is there any sort of like naming convention to break down? Like this is a, yeah. uh, you know, a, a treatise on this country. This is a new monster I've created. This is an adventure, anything like to help you figure it out? All my articles have, I try to write catchy titles. So the titles will 
you know, hopefully grab you. I, and I always try to throw Greyhawk in there so that you know it's a Greyhawk article. You know, if you happen to run across it on Google or something, you'll, you know, if you type in Greyhawk, I would hope a lot of my articles pop up by chance. I haven't looked at my stats in a long time, but, you know, some of my articles have done really good. You know, if I pick the right topic and whereas other ones, you know, barely get any, any of this. For someone who doesn't know much about Greyhawk, what if someone sure. knows a lot about Greyhawk? Like, what do you have that the, the person who's been studying Greyhawk for 30 years, they can <laughs> go and go, okay, this guy knows his stuff or not? Well, uh, for the people who know a lot about Greyhawk, I would, uh, yeah, I would definitely just exhaustively read it if you can, because I go into a lot of, uh, into the, a lot of the esoteric information, the new, uh, and there's a lot of nuance to it. But I'm always aware that not all my audience is going to be as knowledgeable as me. Uh, and then, you know, if you're knowledgeable, then I'll, I'll always direct people back to Canon Fire because that's the main fan site. You know, if you're a hardcore fan, that's where you want would want to connect with other of your uh, people of your interest there. So with that, are you still part of any like social groups, any forums, any meetups, any conventions where you all you gray hawkery people or gray hawk people get together? Gen Con had been our main focus for a long time. I used to do uh, organize a meetup at Gen Con, but that kind of for Greyhawk fans, and uh, that kind of fell off after a while, just to a handful of us that you know could afford to go to the con every year. The, the diehards, right, right. A lot of the people, though, I do associate that like came before me on on the uh, Cannon Fire. They, you know, I don't know if they just got too old or families weary, but, you know, I, I never see those people in person anymore. Um, now, GaryCon was a good experience. We, uh, me and uh, my friend Jason went to that up in Wisconsin earlier in February, I think it was, or March. And uh, that is a good place for uh, an old school uh, player to go to. All right. So, um are you going to Gen Con this year? Will there be any sort of Greyhawk meetup? If I go to Gen Con, if, if really if any of us go to Gen Con, it'll be like a last minute one day deal. Oh. You know, living in Illinois, it's easy for us just to pick up and run to Indianapolis. Uh, but now we don't have any plans this year to do a full convention. You sh- so you should start a Greyhawk convention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have experience. It's so easy. Like, it's not hard at all to start a convention. I am in the hotel industry, so I kind of have an inside edge on oh, getting yeah, you a get block that. of rooms, I guess. And that's the thing. like Space is like the hardest thing to yeah, figure out. Yeah. All right. Um, so, okay. So if um, if I wanted to start exploring Greyhawk sure. and I wanted to uh, you know, go back and relive some of those childhood memories I never had, what is the one adventure that I should play? Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to intentionally avoid the Tomb of Horrors because right now it's so pop culture right now that it's like not even, I can't even associate with Greyhawk anymore. It's kind of become its own animal. Uh, so if you want a great Greyhawk starter, that's a, that's a, that's a doozy. Uh, let's. You know, you, you might have stumped me there because it's it's hard hard. It's like trying to pick your favorite child, right? No, that's easy. <laughs> oh man, best starter adventure, Temple of Elemental Evil. 
is a compilation of three modules actually, but it's all in to um, like compressed into one mega module. It's called Temple Elemental Evil. It's like a Gygax and Menser, I believe. That has everything you need in it. it has great Greyhawk backstory, it has evil, like an evil uh, demon strapped in under a dungeon. Uh, it has a little bit of sandboxy feel to it. You know, search the surrounding countryside. Yeah, that would be the best thing to pick up if you can find it. Okay, I know they did sort of an updated version called yeah. Princes of the elemental evil or something like that yeah it was maybe inspired by temple of elemental evil i don't know yeah all right so temple of elemental evil i think i played a video game version of that years ago 3.5 they they came out with something there you go all right so the one you should start i'm not gonna gonna say it's the best but it's it's a good primer to get yeah and and i also think it it starts at first level and you know works your way up it's not you know you're not getting thrown into the fire like some of these other ones where you have to be high level okay now when you play your games are you still playing like basic first second edition have you upgraded to fifth edition but are using the lore (laughs) yeah we always uh change with the additions uh mainly just to keep things fresh i think you know we we could easily be really, really snobbish and say, oh, we only play second edition or whatever. But as to lore, you know, for me, I'm so steeped in it that I don't even need to, you know, I brag, I don't even need to reference books now. So the edition that we play doesn't matter because I already have all the knowledge up in my head. I don't need them to put out a new book, a setting book. But if they did, you'd buy it, right? Oh hell yeah! You know, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a completionist. Yeah, yeah, I am absolutely the same way. So if you're not going to play in Greyhawk, right? Where do you play? And we're still talking D and D, right? Yep. All right. Yeah, that's a, that's another good question. I will say, oh no, that's an easy one. I almost forgot. Uh, Ravenloft. Ravenloft oh, okay. is my second favorite setting. Yeah. So what is it about Ravenloft that you enjoy? Well, the obvious thing is that it's horror. Based, you know, it has all the classic storylines that you would want out of that kind of a genre. But I also like the fact the the setting set up in a unique way, where uh, and it Greyhawk is uh, one of these settings that was affected. If there's an evil enough person, Ravenloft will steal them and trap them on this world. So, like Vecna is one of the biggest bad guys in Greyhawk. And uh, this lich got so bad that Ravenloft just decided to scoop him up, put him in there. And once these they're there, they're trapped. But all these these big bad evil guys in Ravenloft are always trying to find a way out. And the setup for the players is they are also assumed to be like drawn into the mists of Ravenloft. You know, and so they're thrown in there and they got to deal with the, you know, these evils and horrors and whatnot. And it's just so different than anything I'm, I'm used to. I was treated as a one-off. I never really did campaigns with Ravenloft. But, uh, yeah, okay. So if you're not playing D&D, what do you play? Uh, if I'm not playing D&D and Eric's running, we do Shadowrun. 
Shadowrun was always uh, my favorite game because, again, it was so unlike D&D. You know, we're doing, you know, it was modern. It had uh, all the tech and guns, you know. It was completely different. But, you know, I guess it still had all that magic and, you know. Right. And elves and things, too. But uh, it was easy to play because it was, like, near future. You know, it, and actually, the older I get, the more, you know, I'm more finding myself say, oh, wow, you know. Uh, smartphones, that's so Shadowrun. Or, you, know, <laughs> or you see some kind of medical technology, you know, a cyber eye or something. Hey, that's Shadowrun. Nice. All uh, right. So let's we'll circle back around to Greyhawk just for a second, and, and then we'll kind of okay. get close to wrapping up here. Right. So I'll, I'll give a countdown spoilers before we do this, but what is something about the Greyhawk setting that you think is like is like a mystery, like something you didn't know for a long time or you had to dig up? Is there some like little nugget of something super cool that you would want to share with somebody? And we'll give a spoiler warning just in case people don't want to learn it, but, uh, you know, obviously feel free to keep listening. So drop some like arcane Greyhawk knowledge on me. Okay. Uh, this is one that I personally felt I dug up, but now it seems to be common knowledge. One of the main evil characters in Greyhawk is the Witch Queen Igwilv. So the Witch Queen is like the mother of the demigod Ayus, who is like the main main bad guy, really, in Greyhawk. And then she's also like this summoner of demons, and she's like this power behind the throne kind of thing, this shadowy villain that's uh, untouchable right and i had always believed in my campaigns from drawn from references that she was actually the daughter of baba yaga of the infamous baba yaga's dancing hut because mm-hmm. in uh there was an adventure for that in, in an old dragon magazine back in first edition i think and it was referring to baba yaga would go to different worlds and abduct girls and you know train them in magic and you know make them become witches and i was like putting two and two together and all this stuff and so you know my friends are dealing with ayus and then they find oh now you're fighting ayus's mom oh you know now you're fighting with ayus's grandma you know just kind of like this this escalation of uh of danger right right so then we've been doing that for years and then here later on then um, towards the end of third edition i think it was when paizo was doing dungeon magazine next thing i know there's all this stuff about bobby yaga you know, i mean the mother of big wolf and i'm like yeah i was right yeah <laughs> nice yeah so yeah if you want uh, to create a villain i always like that idea where oh you know you, you beat the villain but now you gotta Beat, you know, beat the villain's big brother. Now you gotta beat the villain's, you know, dad or something like that. You know, it just keeps escalating. That's also a, a little secret. If you put your big bad guy in a situation thinking they're gonna give a monologue and then escape and somebody shoots them in the face and kills them, well, it turns out they were just the little brother or yeah. the little sister. Now, you know, so you 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 built in, well, you can kill them. I'm not going to do that stupid <laughs> thing where I rescue them. But they really weren't the main bad guy either. So ha, 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 yeah. joke's on you. Uh, I can throw another Greyhawk thing in there for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, I just saw another difference between Greyhawk and Forgotten Realms. 
I could be wrong. Maybe a Forgotten Realm fan could argue this with me, but I think Greyhawk is also a very political uh, setting. If you're interested or you are a fan of Game of Thrones, Greyhawk is for you. Greyhawk has all that kind of drama. If you know, if you want to set aside the dungeon crawls and the and the monsters and things, and just deal with knights and politics and nobles, Greyhawk has just got all. And I'm talking like first the first edition books has all this information on troops and kings and queens and houses and things. It, it was it's Game of Thrones before it was popular. Well. Mike, thank you very much for sharing your time with me tonight. Uh, I'll have links in the show notes to your blog, to Cannon Fire, to Castle Greyhawk, the comic strip mm-hmm. as well. Um, and anything else that you would like for me to link to, shoot me a message. Uh, so, yeah, so Eric told me to check out your your blog. I went and took a look. <laughs> I was very impressed with the writing. Uh, it's it's clear that you love Greyhawk, and it's clear that you want to continue to share that love. And so we here at the Academy thought that you would make a great addition. So we invited you to join the network. I appreciate it. Well, I'll do my part. Yep. And so anyone who didn't already figure it out, so uh, greyhawkery.blogspot.com is the newest site in the RPG Academy network. Uh, we're very excited to have you as part of the team, uh, Mike, and hopefully you'll be hearing Mike nice. uh, in some of our future network show crossover episodes and awesome. doing some cool stuff like that. So we're looking forward to working with you. Uh, and to put you on the spot, are you going to make it to a catacomb this year? Uh, no. Okay. I know Eric was going to make it. I think a couple other gamer stable people might I be heard coming. That. Yeah. Yeah, 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 wasn't sure. It's okay if you don't. I just wasn't I actually just wasn't sure myself. So, yeah. um, so is there anything that we didn't talk about that you think this is this is what will sell it? This is what will get someone to go. Yes, I want to play in Greyhawk. What's the what's the the going out line elevator pitch to make people check it yeah, out? Elevator pitch. If you like maps, just <laughs> just look up a look at a map of the world of Greyhawk, and then. Compared to something else, and you'll uh, see the difference. And are, well, again, I'll jump around, but are there any maps? Because because I, I, legally, I don't know what you can and can't do. Are there maps connected to sure. your blog in any way? Uh, I've made a few of my own homemade maps uh, that are probably on there. Um, otherwise, a lot of the better cartographers of the grow community, you'll have to find through links on the side of my page. Okay, uh, but you have links to other people's stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyone listening, whether you like Greyhawk or not, please go check out greyhawkery.blogspot.com. See what's going on there. Read some articles. Take the poll. Click some links. Just get involved uh, and see if you can absorb some of that passion that Mike has for Greyhawk. And I take requests. And <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. Well, for everyone listening, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Mike, thank you for your time here tonight. Uh, And until next time, we'll see you then. Good night. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. 
We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the Drive-Thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.